Devon Review with Brad Hardware. Welcome along to our look back of all the best stories from the past week. I'm Brad Hardware and here's what's coming up. It was announced in the Chancellor's budget that air passenger duty would be halved from 2023 for domestic flights, but this has left some local politicians divided. We'll look at both sides of the argument. The budget also revealed millions of pounds towards bringing back a railway station at Clumpton, which last saw trains called there in the 60s. We'll speak to our reporter about the plans. Leaders from around the world are coming together in Glasgow for the COP26 climate conference and campaigners locally want reassurances that it'll be more than just a talking shop. Some individuals are making radical changes on their own. We spoke to one of them in the South Hams. And we'll also be taking a look back at the weekend's sports fixtures, as well as this week's What's On Guide. All that coming up. Devon Review with Brad Hardware. Now, the Chancellor's budget was one of the biggest stories from the last week, and part of it has caused some political divide locally. In the announcement, Rishi Sunak said that air passenger duty would be halved from 2023, something which the Conservative MP for East Devon, Simon Jupp, is happy about. On the other hand, Councillor Diana Moore, the co-leader of the progressive group at Exeter City Council, said if we're serious about jobs in the environment, we shouldn't be investing in Exeter Airport whatsoever. Our reporter Joe Ives has more. Chancellor Rishi Sunak's budget dominated national headlines as it touched down last week. In one corner of Devon, its effects proved especially divisive. Conservative MP for East Devon, Simon Jupp, has been singing its praises. He's particularly pleased about the announcement that from April 2023, air passenger duty, a tax placed on every plane ticket, will be halved to £6.50 for domestic flights. Mr Jupp has spent months campaigning for a cut in what he sees as a bid to help boost Exeter Airport and the local economy. But the news has not been welcomed everywhere. Green councillor Diana Moore, who sits on Exeter City Council, has slammed the decision. It absolutely flies in any attempt by the government to show any climate leadership. We also need to think that aviation already has a free tax ride, so there's zero VAT on tickets and there's no tax on fuel either. And if we're serious about jobs and serious about the environment, we should not be investing in Exeter Airport. That cost, environmental damage, affects everybody's jobs. So actually we need to transition those jobs into uh, green jobs and we would actually create more jobs by investing in our rail and our bus networks. And those are good quality jobs too. Recent findings of the Climate Change Committee cast a harsh light on the tax cut too. It says the government's proposals are going in the wrong direction and there should be higher taxes on flights, as well as improvements to train networks. Aviation pollution counts for 7% of all UK greenhouse gases, and emissions from the sector have more than doubled since 1990. Airlines claim the tax will be good for the environment, meaning flights will be full and investments can be made in green technology. Exeter Airport has recently been involved in test flights using hybrid electric aircraft. A consortium hopes to launch electric aircraft serving regional routes in the southwest by 2024. Joe Ives ending that report. Now, on to other news this week, and also in the Chancellor's budget and spending review was millions of pounds of funding towards a new train station at Columpton. Our reporter, Ollie Heptonstor, is here now. Tell us more. Yes, Brad, so as listeners may know, Columpton Station was one of the stations shut in the 60s as part of the infamous beaching cuts, which saw thousands of miles of railway and stations lost. But Devon County Council have long hoped for its reopening, which was first mentioned as part of plans for a Devon Metro service a decade ago. That was to develop the existing network around Exeter into a turn-up-and-go service. Now, earlier this year, a business case was made to the government for its reopening 
along with nearby Wellington Station, and it was announced this week that £5 million has been allocated for development funding for the two stations. And what's the reaction been to it locally? Well, understandably, local leaders and politicians are all delighted. Tiverton and Honiton MP Neil Parrish says it will help cut congestion and slash commuter times for students and workers, while Bob Deed, the leader of Mid-Devon District Council, said the announcement brings us significantly closer to realising our aspirations to reopen both stations. Now, there seems to be a bit of railway revival in the area, doesn't there? Yeah, so of course this announcement comes just weeks after it was announced that daily all-year services are to restart between Oakhampton and Exeter from November, and construction's also now underway to build a new station at Marsh Barton in Exeter. It's hoped that will open sometime next year. Now, local authorities are obviously keen to get more people leaving their cars at home and take public transport like trains and buses to help reduce carbon emissions, so these new stations will clearly help with that. So when could we see trains calling at Clumpton again? Well, the £5 million for both Clumpton and Wellington will go towards the next stages of their development, and Neil Parrish has said construction could start in 2024 under the current plans, exactly 60 years since the original station was closed. Thanks, Ollie. Sport on the Devon Review. Here's Paul Nero with a roundup. Football, both Plymouth Argyle and Exeter City won their respective matches 2-1 at the weekend. Plymouth hosting Ipswich, Exeter travelling to Salford. It means Argyle stay top of League One and Exeter sit fourth in League Two. An investigation's underway into violence from supporters at Torquay's game at Wrexham. Coins, bottles and hot drinks were allegedly thrown at Torquay fans and the club's put in an official complaint to the National League. The police have been informed. The match ended in a one-all draw. Rugby, Exeter Chiefs are in fifth place in the Premier after grinding out a win at Gloucester. It could have gone either way, but the Chiefs showed grit to overcome a half-time deficit to stop Gloucester scoring at all in the second half and win 16-13. And almost 10,000 supporters headed to Sandy Park on Sunday to see England's Red Roses score seven tries to comprehensively beat New Zealand 43-12. Sport on the Devon Review. Now, as leaders from around the world come together in Glasgow for the 12-day COP26 climate conference, campaigners want reassurances that it will be more than just a talking shop. For most people, the action needed will be more noticeable at a local level than globally. Here in Devon, many local authorities have declared climate emergencies, but some individuals are making radical changes on their own. Our reporter Philip Cherm spoke to one campaigner in the South Hams. My name's Simon Aldridge and I'm a coordinator of Sustainable South Hams, which is a, net, a network that brings together parish uh, sustainability groups around uh, the district of South Hams in South Devon. Simon, a former parish councillor, moved into a large house in Staverton several years ago and was determined to do his best for climate change. We put in some solar panels, um, as many as we could, and then we decided to convert our oil boiler to a, a ground source heat pump. And that means that our house is now uh, fully heated using uh, um, electricity. Uh, we've got rid of the oil boiler. The electricity in part comes from our solar panels, but as the months move on into winter, uh, we then find ourselves buying some electricity from the grid. And his efforts aren't just focused on his house and garden, he's changed how his family get around. We also both have electric cars and they are also charged by the solar panels, particularly in the summer. The chargers watch out for any surplus electricity and they, and they grab it before it goes out to the grid. But what happens when the sun goes down and there's nothing charging those solar panels? Simon has that problem sorted too. In the summer, 
the solar panels provide enough electricity for the house, both cars, all our lights, running computers, everything in the house. So we don't buy any electricity in the summer. And the way that works is that we have um, some power wall, Tesla power wall batteries. Those batteries can store huge amounts of energy, which can be used for the house and cars when needed. But Simon accepts that the climate saving measures he's put in place are expensive and not available to everyone. That's where he thinks central government needs to step up and says it's at least as serious as the coronavirus pandemic. This, this is undoubtedly not cheap to, do, to make this sort of conversion, particularly in a larger house. And very many people, uh, the vast majority of people, won't be able to afford to, to do this on their own, which is why we need government to step in and take responsibility for facing this crisis, just like they did with COVID. The great news is that the government's advisor, the Climate Change Committee, have calculated that the savings to the UK as a whole, if we spend this large amount of money, will actually outweigh the costs. But more importantly than that, we, we have to do this anyway to prevent climate breakdown, biodiversity breakdown. We have to do it to ensure that we have a habitable planet for our children to live in. The, the challenge is just to uh, work out a way to share the costs around. But the government's got to step up and, and, and front these costs. And then we sort the problem out afterwards, like we, like we have with COVID. Simon Aldridge talking to Philip Sherm there. Now the half term may have ended, but that doesn't mean there isn't things to be doing across the county. What's on in Devon with the Devon Review. Chicago the Musical is running at Torquay's Princess Theatre until Saturday. Actor Darren Day and Coronation Street's Faye Brooks are starring in it. Music, indie rock band The Snuts are gigging at the Phoenix on Tuesday night on Gandhi Street in Exeter. Award-winning comedian and ventriloquist Paul Zerdin is at the Corn Exchange on Wednesday night. Local folk singer-songwriter Seth Lakeman is putting on a special performance at the Cathedral that same night. On Friday, Canadian comic Catherine Ryan is at Exeter's Northcott. There's also lots of fireworks events you can attend as we edge ever closer to Bonfire Night. On Bonfire Night itself, Exeter Roundtable are holding their 38th annual charity firework display. If you can't make that, there's fireworks on in Exmouth, Pinhoe, Tiverton and Barnstable on the same night. Or there's a display in Newton Abbott or Wimple on Saturday. What's on in Devon with the Devon Review. That's all for the Devon Review this week. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be back with another episode next Monday. Take care. Devon Review with Brad Hardware.